0: I feel like uh, no. six seconds is such like a weird, um, number. Like five, I get like yes. five, four, three, two, one. Right. Six five four three two one. Okay. Oh, all right. Anyway. Well, hello folks. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> back. I am going to assume that this is going to look different. It looks different to us right now. We're trying yeah. a new streaming service called Riverside FM. Um, so far the boys have liked it a lot. You can do lots of, um, cool effects with like the noises, um, I don't know if I hit any of them, if they actually, like, stick, but, like,
1: drum roll. I don't hear anything on my end. Uh, Well,
0: hopefully we'll figure out how to use this. But today we are talking about reasons that you could possibly not be making progress in the gym. And if it sounds like I am sick, it's because I'm still a little bit sick, but I'm doing a lot better than I was doing last week. Um, it
1: sounds like I am sick. It is because, well, I am sick. I was, <laughs> <kind of sick.
0: laughs> was going to say, it's because I don't know what I was going to say. But my brain also doesn't work. So if I'm, like, staring off into space, guys, it's because I'm using all of my brain power to formulate whatever sentence I am working on. Um, but, yeah. Any information before we start this? No.
1: On
0: my end, I don't think so. No, I don't either. Just... Just out here trying to function. Oh. sorry, Jimmy. It's okay. There's always like all no, these like I'll very try to help you out. Very distracting buttons around. Okay, um, I think the one that I wrote down first was um, not tracking your macros properly, or not honestly, not even like knowing how to track your macros. Like um, in the yeah. beginning, especially when you learn, there's a lot of misinformation out on the internet, which is my number one reason I hire a coach so they can walk you through how to properly, properly, properly track your macros. Um, there's also things that kind of like set you up for failure. If you are using an app like my fitness Pal, um, a lot of the times if you're using an unverified source to log your food, um, you might not be logging the correct amount of calories. Which is why, if you're using MyFitnessPal, they have a very cool like check system, where um, MyFitnessPal goes through and like kind of tries to weed out just like the random things that people put in there. So always try to look like is fur- that. What that means? Yeah, it's a verified you see the source. blue check
1: next to it. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: So that's like okay, um, if it's, I guess in I don't know who is behind the scenes verifying these things. Hopefully, it's a a credible source. MyFitnessPal should have yeah. access to very many cre- credible people. Um, but I've put myself in the position where like the first time I dieted, I didn't know the difference between logging, uh, uncooked chicken and cooked chicken. So I was actually, I was logging all of my chicken cooked, which is not really that big of a deal, but I was not doing like the conversion cause I was, act- I was weighing it when it was cooked and then logging it as like a raw source. So it ended up being oh, like see, way yeah. more. Um, and like, yep. Overeating on protein, uh, not a horrible thing, Um, but if that was, like, your, like, handful of Cheez-Its that you allow yourself in the day, but you, like, logged the wrong source of Cheez-Its and you're overeating your Cheez-Its, and you can really set yourself up for um,
1: no success there. So, but again. I feel like people kind of under-eat protein anyway, so I guess if it's the protein that you're measuring wrong, then...
0: As long as you're measuring it wrong in the right direction, not thinking that you're eating more and eating less. Um, Eating less. Bites, licks, and tastes is something I wrote down. It's like an old um, adage by Sohee Lee where she talks about uh, how like throughout the day you're just eating like one or two pretzels here and like that's like the thought process in your head. It's it's, like only like one or two, like I don't need to log this. Uh, But you do it like 20 times throughout the day. So it ends up being 40 pretzels. And that's like way over a serving. A serving is like 28 pretzels. So and then that's like 140 calories in each day that you're doing that. So times something a week. It adds up
1: to say yep. the least. That's 140
0: times seven. That's 980 calories throughout the week if that's just your 40 pretzels that you're snacking on and that's not way way enough to derail whatever progress you made thinking that you're like following your macros um, or even if
1: like um you're following like a nutrition plan maybe you're not necessarily tracking your macros but let's say like your coach has you on a nutrition plan where you have to measure out a certain amount of food and whatnot um even if it's just like you nibbling on little things while you're prepping that food um because i think when I started tracking macros, what I personally like about it is that, like, it, it puts you in this position to have a little bit more awareness around what, like, how calories actually make up food and how certain foods, like, you have a shit ton of calories in a food, but, like, you're not, for the amount that you get to eat of it, it doesn't make sense versus having something healthier and having less calories in it so you can eat more of it, um, That's what I like about tracking macros, and that's kind of, you know, I think it's been able to allow me to have more of a um, sustainable, like, approach with my eating habits. Because, like, even if there are days where I'm not tracking macros or I, like, forget to, I'm still confident in the choices that I'm making because of, you know, if you do it long enough, you kind of just have this idea of, like, the foods that you're eating and, like, what macros are actually being... Um, made up with those foods. The boys talked about that, um, yesterday or maybe a couple days ago
0: when they were talking about like intuitive eating and how yeah. like you can't start intuitive eating from like the ground. You have to yep. like make your way to intuitive eating. That's like a hundred more advanced type of dieting. Cause like, like you said, after, I don't know how long I think I've been using my fitness pal since like 2012, which is, makes me like a dinosaur. Um, but because I've used it for so long, I have like this like really weird bank of knowledge when it comes to like we like random items, calories and stuff. But if I were to intuitively eat, I think that I would be better off than most people starting intuitive eating because I know like vegetable good protein first, but again, intuitive eating is not like the best thing to start with. So maybe if you're using, like, an intuitive eating approach and you're, like, this that's, like, how you're, like, doing your fitness journey right now, maybe you should go back and try, like, an easier type of dieting. Um, teach yourself how to track macros or hire a coach who will teach you how to track macros. Um, yeah, or,
1: um, I know, like, there's some women out there that have an issue with the numbers in terms of, like, um... Like, um, I I used to be this way when I first started tracking. It was around, like, when I started competing, I didn't really know. I kind of knew what macros were. um, But then I I competed, and I was on a nutrition plan where I didn't track macros, but I just followed the amounts of food that I was eating. Then after um, my show, and I went into, like, a um, post-show journey, I guess you could call it um, I started tracking and like educating myself more on that type of, um, like approach to nutrition. And I did notice that, and there are other women out there that I think that would agree as well, that sometimes even tracking macros is not from a mental health perspective. Some people can't do it, which I totally understand. Um, but then I think it goes back to kind of like what you were saying, if you feel comfortable with hiring a coach to do that for you, I don't, it's hard, man. I feel like it just depends on the person. Um, There's,
0: um, I've seen this like system on Pinterest, like a bunch of times where you buy these little cups. I don't know if you've seen them. They like all yeah, fit together, yeah. like a cup system. And um, I always thought that that was like, going in the right direction. That was like a smart thing that I had seen on Pinterest where it's like the red cup was the largest and that was like your protein source. And then like the blue cup was like your carb source and it was smaller. And then had this like little teaspoon size cup for like your fats. And like, I think that that's a good substitute. Like you said, like for people who have maybe not, not had like a bad, like a, the best health mental health past.
1: Yeah. Um, like or, maybe like, struggle with eating disorders. With
0: yep. That's like um, a way to measure where it's not like quantifiable. And, like it is because it's like there's only so much that I can fill up that vessel. But yep. you're not seeing numbers. You're not becoming numbers obsessed. It's just like every meal, all of these meals have to – or like all of your items have to fit in these squares. Yeah. So I think that's like a good option. I haven't seen it used like in like the bodybuilding world. But like in the lifestyle world, right. I think that could be like a really good choice. I wonder what those cup things are called. I'll I remember. Look, I'm gonna look that up. I'll yeah, when, when I time.
1: was getting um, when I was getting my certification for nutrition, they taught us how with like lifestyle clients how to use like your hand for measurements. Yeah, it's like a it was fistful like fistful.
0: Yeah, yeah, fistful, for your meat
1: full, or like the size of your a palm. Cup, Yeah, it says your palm for the the protein and then like a cupped hand was like the carb source and then like one thumb was fat. And then if you were a guy, you would like double those amounts or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, it was very interesting. But I used that with some of my clients that had issues with um, tracking macros in the past or just had bad relationships with food. Um, And my approach with them was always, you know, okay, let's start with at least getting an idea of what portions you need so we can kind of accurately get... Somewhat of, like, an estimate of, like, the right amount of protein in the diet, the right amount of carbs, right amount of fat. Um, and then work yourself to macros if needed um, and if it works for that person. I see it a lot with, like, the older um, generation as
0: well because um, I'm not going to call anyone out by name because we're really good friends with some of them um, mm-hmm. who don't want to use, like, the technology the, mm-hmm. They, like, don't want to use, um, like, their phone to track food. So they'll weigh their food, and then they'll, like, write it down, write it down, in, down. In, in, like, a, a notebook. And then, like, do the math themselves. I was like, yeah. but, like, for me, trusting myself to do the math on stuff like that, it's yeah. just too much room for error. I'm just not, like, not great with math, not great with yep. numbers. So for me, I just think, like. I'd rather let the calculator do all of my bidding. Um, but I mean, you log stuff in my fitness pal wrong all the time. And my fitness pal is not the only app out there. Whatever. Do you use my macros, macros, stacks, most.
1: Yep. I use, secret. um, what I, I use my macros plus. I used my fitness pal for a while, but I found that I liked measuring out things on my macros plus better. Um, <laughs> but then I don't know. I, I never looked like at that one. It's not bad. I, I paid like a dollar for it, I think, or something like that. Um, and I've just been like I've used it for so long that all my stuff is just kind of already in there, so yep. I just don't feel like switching over. Um, that's exactly how I feel about my fitness spell. I like
0: I've had years of food, and like it's fun. To like for me, I like going back in time and like being able to see what I ate this year, like this day of twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, I that's why if, I still have if I had the app. It literally, I still have the app just so I can go back and be like, okay, what did jessica in 2018 do at Mm -hmm. this date because i'll come across like old progress pictures i'm like damn sister was looking good let me see what i was doing and then i'll like look i was only eating raisins (laughs) yeah and then i'll look at my macros i'm like oh it makes sense got it i was starving but um yep i was hungry okay so does my fitness pal let you switch from um because i have a high carb day low carb day type deal going on does it let you switch Mm -hmm. back and forth between those days so they've made some updates. Since if, you the
0: pro, if you have a pro, like, yeah, you have to have a pro account, though. And I'm, like, I'm just a psycho. So I, pay, I paid for the, like, like MyFitnessPal Pro for probably since, like, the first time that I did a bodybuilding show. I was, like, this is worth it. Because you can do it down to, like, the number. So, like, you can set your Tuesdays up for, like, 50 grams of fat, 120 grams of protein, 240 grams of carbs. And then, like, the next day, like, cut it in half. Yeah, yeah. And then just like you said, like, if you're carb cycling, like, yep. Just like that. Nice. But again, I know that people are like very religiously obsessed with the app, and their that app is the best in their opinion. Yeah. And like they will not let you live it down if you use something else. So well, I
1: think it's just better. I'm not that type of person. I'm always open. It's been around for so long. You know, and it's it was a it's mm-hmm. like been a popular app since like tracking macros came out. Like that was the very first thing I ever heard of when macros became more of this thing that people were doing it was like oh what do you use you use my fitness bill and i used it as a website for a long
0: time yeah i remember when it was crazy. a website and
1: then i i used there was this other one it's still a
0: website you can still do it so if like my phone stopped yeah. twer- like a long time well i'm not like as not like at a point right now where i'm like obsessively tracking my macros right. so but like my phone died or like if there's something wrong with my phone and or that like the app used to glitch like crazy all the time um you can still go on the website and log nice. things in very nice but that's our um i guess our rundown on our favorite apps um not eating enough is also a big issue that women have in the beginning where they think because they're uh like training in the gym and I don't they used to have this like um like a calculator on well my my fitness model yeah. will do it too when you like log your weight and your yeah, height and all like, that stuff and it'll calculate what how you much mean, yeah. you but it's only like based on it's only based on certain things. It's only based on your height and your weight. It's not based on like your like body nope. composition at all or like the activities that nope. you do. So like you can get yourself into a trap where you're eating way less, like especially if you start like a very physical sport like cross it where you're running you're jumping you're and you're doing it especially like in the beginning you like want to do as much as you possibly can so you're like running yourself into the ground and like by wednesday you like are so exhausted that like you can't go to the gym i mean you could do that to yourself in any yeah form of fitness but if you're not like eating for recovery or understanding that like eating is like an important part of your progress um Because if you're not recovered enough, you won't be able to train hard the next day or you're not building muscle because you're just wasting away all of your muscles in the gym by training as hard as you possibly can. But, like, going home, eating, like, some celery, and then going to bed. I think... Which I think that, like, people get that thought in their head. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think
1: that people have this idea of... part of me thinks it's getting better because maybe it's something that's being talked about more, but Mm -hmm. I still have like, um, you know, women that will, I'll start with like a new client and they're eating like 1200 calories and they're like, I just can't, I'm not getting any more progress anymore. I was doing fine. Or like, they just have all types of crazy cravings or they're tired all the time. And I have to go, you know, down that, path of explaining like yeah of like Robin well actually we need food and especially if you want to train this way um because i'll have like ladies that will come to me and like they love to train and so they'll train and do cardio and all types of intense like actually intense workouts like monday through sunday so seven days a week or maybe they'll do six days a week but yet they want to put their body on like a you know 12 to 1500 calorie diet and then they like are totally stalling out and they're like tired and fatigued, and they're you know, their brain's not working, their eye will function properly. Um,
0: and they're probably not like they don't look. I felt like, like when I like used to not eat anything, but yeah, really not good. It's funny how that works. Like, I lost a bunch of weight, but I didn't look good. I like looked like very yeah. like gaunt, and like I had like no like roundness left in my face and i was very like i mean the paleness is for me not like going anywhere but i i didn't feel like i looked good and then it wasn't until like honestly and i like i always talk about it but it wasn't until we started crossfit where i was like okay all the women in like the community that i was in were always talking about like like how much they ate i love that how how are you doing this and they're like well yeah like we're here twice a day sometimes and like five days a week yeah. and like you got to eat for recovery. And I was like, I was like, do you guys eat a lot on your off day? They're like, yeah, we eat more on our off days. Yeah, My brain was like not making the two things like compute. Cause for so, for so long I was like, well, I'm not training today. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not allowed to eat. I shouldn't eat. Or like I would like cut my macros in half and eat like half. And like, that's not to say that like you, that's not like a true, process in things like when you're like competition dieting like your yeah. off days from training you don't eat as much but that's like a different right. different situation lifestyle people and like people who are training like pretty hard you should
1: eat as much or more on your off days for a when you actually start to see the progress that you want to see and then you're going to be like wow Jimmy and Jess we should have listened to you a long mm-hmm. time ago and your muscles
0: look full <laughs> We got the brains, still only because we made all the mistakes, like, guys. I wish I had better, better pictures from like back in like the days where I had
1: thought thought that I had all the knowledge, but
0: actually I didn't have none like, knowledge, it wasn't until zero knowledge.
1: Recently, okay, so like everyone's body's different, right? So like, hear me out on this one, but like, I <laughs> have noticed recently I've cut back on cardio a significant amount. First, it was like. When I did my cardio, it was always running on the treadmill because I would have a goal of like, you know, 200 calories in 20 minutes type deal. And the only way I could achieve that is if I sprinted my ass on the treadmill for 20 minutes. Um, And so I was running like several days a week to like get to my calorie amount in cardio form for that week on top of like lifting in the ways that you know lifting hasn't really changed much for me except well I mean I guess I go heavier now but you know it's still like lifting um Mm -hmm. and then I just noticed like I was constantly I always had this issue where like my legs would feel swollen all the time and I was just like super tired and it just like I don't know I just never put it together that maybe it had something to do with the form of cardio that I was doing so then I switched up my cardio to more of like Um, a walk on the treadmill, like high incline, but a low intensity form of cardio. And I noticed a significant change Mm -hmm. in this leg swelling that I was having. And then match that with, you know, I started getting more, I got a bunch of blood work done, found out that I was more of like estrogen dominant. So then I had to get on supplements to help with that. But if you have high estrogen, you tend to bloat and hold more weight in like your hips and your thigh area. Fun fact. Yeah, I know. So I was like, shit, okay, it all makes sense. So started taking um, a couple different supplements to help with it. Got that under control. I mean, it's only been a couple months, but I definitely noticed a significant difference. Then I started noticing, like, there were a few weeks in a row where, like, my schedule was super crazy and I couldn't just do my cardio. Like, it was, like, 15-minute walk on the treadmill a couple times out of the week. So I was, like, barely even hitting my cardio goal that I had for myself. And I've made the most progress I've made in this whole entire freaking journey of this training cycle that I'm currently on. And it's, like, it's so crazy to me to think that, like, all I did was, like, not do cardio. And, like, it goes back to, like, it makes me think of, like, that Mm -hmm. whole fad of, like, you need to, like, do cardio all the time to, like, help with weight loss. But it's really I don't – I am now making more of – Yes. I'm more like um, on the opposite side. You know, I've always said like nutrition comes first then training, but I always put like training and cardio together, but now I'm, I'm feeling more of like, you know, cardio can be at the end of the list, at least for me. Um, and I'm sure other people might deal with that too, but I just thought that was so interesting. I know. I love that. It I didn't deal with
0: anything similar to that. I always hated cardio. So I did anything that I could possibly do to avoid. I was like, cut my macros in half. I'm fine. I'd rather like starve to death and die uh, than do cardio. That was before I started like.
1: I was going to say, you guys do so much cardio, but it's like in your lift, though. It's Um, almost like you're lifting and doing cardio. It's not like running on a treadmill for like 40 minutes. Right, right. It's different. It's hidden. You can't avoid it, so like,
0: yeah. I don't avoid it because I can't avoid it. If that makes sense, so it's not something that's stuck at the end of my workout. It's like, yeah, it is my workout. It makes a now. difference for it's sure. All, it's all up in it. Um, I was having like a hard t- time, like all last week because, like, I felt myself getting sick on Sunday, and then, we our gym was closed, mm-hmm. so we went to a different gym. Um, but their open gym was only from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to get up and do this, yeah. and it's the only thing, only option that we had to do. So went, and I, like, started feeling, like, really sick, like, in the middle of the yeah. lift, And the, but I had a really good, like, workout. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can't be that sick I'm having a good workout. And I got home. By the time I got home, I was, like, dead on my feet, but I was having, like, a... Got really weird, like, like guilty mm. conscious about, like, not training. Even though, like, I was, like, li- literally laying on my bathroom floor. And I'm, like, oh, tomorrow I'll feel better. And I'll be able to go train again at 5 yeah. a.m. And then I woke up the next morning. And I was, like, no, I cannot. I definitely can't. But, like, it wasn't until, like, recently. Yeah. I feel like I could have yeah. pushed through it if I really wanted to. Like, if I really, really had my mind set to it. And I have done that in the past and just like drawn out my sickness and then never really like gotten better. It took like, instead of taking like a week off, like I did now, um, I would have pushed all the way through it. And instead of actually getting better, I would have just kept delaying getting better Mm -hmm. because you don't heal when you're training because you need, your body needs to sleep and lay down and drink soup and be home. Um. But yeah, that was like my my Irish spring this year. i was just gonna like suck it up and like feel guilty and like try to talk myself out of feeling like bad for myself because I haven't taken any, oh,
1: that's a I haven't lot. taken more yeah. than two days
0: off in like right. two years. So,
1: but I can imagine. But I also like, never get sick. That was probably a lot yeah. mentally,
0: but yeah, because we like my my brain yep. just like did not want to do any of that, and I was I don't know. Thomas is a really like good coach in the fact that he's like all right, like. Now yeah. you're on uh, bed rest forever. You're on bed rest for a week. Like, are you sure? He's like, I'm sure I can go like run and walk and stuff. He's like, nope. Yeah. See, and that's okay. I think that's nice. You're,
1: you're the boss. To have that. Just right. another good good reason though. because sometimes hire a coach. A, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, hire know, a good I've coach been there, at too, least. Where I feel guilty for not um, training mm-hmm. or like if it's you know like with being a female, I know sometimes like for myself personally, and I have clients too that if it's certain times of the month and like you're getting ready to start your period and like your cramps are really bad or fatigue is just, yeah, you're just freaking exhausted and like exhausted. You try to go work out, but then it's like, obviously like your lifts aren't where they were before or the weight, you know, you're not able to lift as much as you were the previous week. It can be very discouraging. Um, and at that point, it's almost just like, just go for like a nice walk outside, get some nature, some sunshine, listen to the birds man yeah the sun always helps go to the beach well yeah I, yeah our, we, we i mean
0: we have beaches here. but you know we, it's easier to go to the beach not
1: as nice as florida um, different
0: no <laughs> but yeah, i don't know I, my parents always used to say salt water and the sunshine cure everything so like they used to make us go to the beach when we were kids when we were sick they show, throw us in the salt water, and say that salt water draws we everything mean, out of your body. Did you try? Did you, did
1: you feel better? Kind of
0: true, yeah. in a sense. We always felt better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, a thing in our head, though. Like, after your parents tell you something right. for so long that you just believe that it's true. But, yeah, they threw us in the water and let us roll around and came wow. home, and we were ready to go to school the and next then day. And there's that, people. So. I would like to say it's not a placebo because... I would like to keep believing it, and I would like to go to the beach today so that everybody stays away from me and I can just be me in the beach and be nice. get all my sick out. Um, I think that's, that's pretty much all the things. Well, I also wrote down, like, not pushing your training when you can train. I know, like, it's a – we have, like, a tendency as women – uh, they always say that mm. women read RPE differently than men and like men will be like bleeding out of their ears and bleeding out of their nose and standing up a lift and saying like, Oh, that was like RPE five. And like, that's like always like the big joke about how like women tend to notch. Tr- and I don't, it's definitely not true for all women because I know that there have been, I mean, me personally, I feel like yeah, I yeah. pushed myself harder at least this year, than I have in the past when it comes to, like, tracking RP. RP is just, like, hard to, like, also learn your body with about. I don't know what the correct terminology is. Um, But, like you were saying before, like, certain times of the month, it's, like, way harder to push yourself through. Like, if you have, like, a – I know that you guys do all of your weeks based on, like – RIR? RP? Or do you do the other one? Uh, What's the other one? RIR. But I know that you have, like, one week that's, like, your hardest week. And, like, if that hardest week falls on your weakest yeah. day or week of the month, um, unfortunately. So, like, what I
1: do, yeah, yeah. So, what I do with RIR. So, for anyone not... that doesn't know what RIR means, it stands for reps in reserve. Um, and, essentially, you're on a four- to five-week um, training cycle. The first, like, two weeks are probably pretty easy. You're only doing, like, two reps of something or whatever movement you have planned for yourself. And the RIR is relatively um, higher, which means that you are going to a certain rep range, but you have more gas in the tank, so to speak. And then your last, like, three to four weeks – are a little bit more intense because you're training to like a lower RIR. So like week four, you're essentially training till failure. Now, if you're a female and you are doing RIR and you get to, you know, you're going on week four, which is you're essentially, you're failing for every exercise, right? You're going till failure. So you have to think it's very pretty heavy, the weight that or the load that you're using, um, and you're exerting a lot of energy with that lift. And then let's say you're also about to start your period. While we know for a fact with fatigue and all these lovely things that us women get before our period comes, um, it definitely affects your training and it affects energy levels and the, um, weight that you can use in the gym. So what I do, um, it, it really all depends on what week I'm in, I try to, like my period is pretty consistent now that I've gotten like my hormones under control. So I know that, you know, I track it using a, um, I use the flow app to track like my cycle. Um, and it's usually pretty consistent. So what I try to do is I try to time it where my, um, like the week before my period happens is when I'm doing my, first week of my training cycle so it's the lightest weight that i'm going to use right so it's the lightest weight i'm going to use Um, i'm only doing two sets of everything so it's like even if i have fatigue um i can still move and it's just like the weight is yeah you can push through it and then you kind of push through it a little bit better of me being (coughs) the type of person where in the past i've always tried to like really push myself even like with training and with cardio, like I just talked about, I would sprint on the treadmill. Um, I had to kind of force myself to not really do cardio the week before my period, because I found that when I would do cardio, even if it was like light walks here and there are fine. But like, if I got on the Stairmaster, you know, four or five days out of that week on top of training, even though it's light training, my period would be delayed. And it would be like, it, it was just weird to like throw my cycle off even just by a few days. So it was like, I noticed when I stopped doing cardio and I just mm. focused on lifting, my period was on time and it was fine. And like, I was okay. Like, I guess I, I just associated it with maybe not placing a lot of stress on my body, uh, which right before your period, there's already so much going on because hormones are fluctuating, and whatnot, that the more stress I just find to be not ideal. Um, so it's, yeah, with an RIR approach,
0: I you just know, kind of awesome. like
1: change my training around to try to fit with my cycle. So then when I do come to my fourth week and it is like reps till failure type of training, I have that energy to, you know, dedicate to it and get a decent dedicate amount of it. weight lifted.
0: I think this is, like, a good uh, example of why you should always be, like, super honest yep. with your coach about stuff like this, even if you're uncomfortable. Because, like, they can help you. They're the one who writes your training. So, like, they can help you move around the weeks or, like, maybe add an extra, RP, like, yep. light RPE week or first week. Because, like, sometimes, like, depending on who you are, like, you might have longer... Spaces between your cycles, like yep. some women are like five weeks and some women are four weeks. So, like once you play around and track and you figure it all out, then like
1: yeah, because you can adjust program. training accordingly to mm. that. Um, sometimes you can, you know, from from like an RIR point of view, you can um, depending on what week you're in, you can just repeat that week um, or just move things around. But, again, like, for people that, you know, aren't used to – they don't know or they're not aware of that, I found it to be – when I started tracking my cycle cycle and learning how much the cycle can affect your training and your your performance, I think that was a huge game-changer for me. Um, It does. It starts
0: to make sense. It starts to, like, kind of, like – like, I don't understand why, like, that – like, because for me, I'm, like, a super emotional person, so – like, usually I don't have, like, an issue with, like, not losing. Like, you, lo- you don't, like, lose workouts in CrossFit, but, like, yeah. coming in last or, like, taking way longer than other people. And, like, it's, like, kind of like a mental fuck. Like, like, I did this workout, like, two months ago, and I was completely fine. I don't know why yep. I'm, like, two minutes behind everybody else right now. But then if you just match the two yeah. things together, you're like, all right, never mind. I get it. Yeah, I don't it just suck it allows you CrossFit. to be more gentle
1: just, with yourself. And it kind of done for creates, week. like, an ease for your mind of like, it's not that I'm a piece of shit. It's just that my body is doing things that it needs to do and it's okay. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Mm-hmm. And I need to give it a break.
1: Now I can go exactly. home
0: and lay down and not feel guilty about it.
1: Um, but I think that's all the things that I have written down. I know. So we don't and know. I, I was trying to find that. It doesn't give us it, a time. We're not going to know on how long here. we're going on for.
0: But I think we started at 11.30. All right. Like, I think we started talking.
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, we still covered a lot. Maybe? Even if it's like a shorter episode. Well, anyway, I don't I think people will. I was going to say, I think we got all of it. That we're, we're learning new things. <laughs> Enjoy it.
0: All right, people. Um, I think that we can, we're going to add another ask, not ask me anything, one of the other yeah. ones. The, what do you want to hear? on the podcast, on our Instagram, and then we can get some more topics going. And I'll put one in the... Actually, I did all of the questions already for the Facebook chat, or the Facebook group. So maybe next week, we'll add another one in there as well. But all right. that's all for today. I hope you guys like the way it looks I on Riverside, Riverside, and I hope that I don't
1: fuck it up All right, friends, till next time!